the, the balance. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> the out of sync balance besties. I know. <laughs> Come on, Tim. <laughs> One more time. Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Jessica. And we've been friends since we were four years old. We were bridesmaids in each other's weddings, and our daughters were born exactly two months apart. Despite taking our own personal journeys, somehow we ended up sharing very similar philosophies on family, wellness, and the world. So we thought it'd be fun to let you in on the conversations we have all the time. We may not have it all together, but we found easy ways to balance the important things in this crazy world. We are the, the Balanced balance Besties. besties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. All right. Hello. Hello. We are live from uh, Tiffany's studio. <laughs> AKA the basement bedroom at my house. <laughs> We're uh, hanging out for a few days and actually remembered to record an episode. Yeah. So Jessica came over to visit and we thought we should probably try and record an episode this time. So yeah, we just kind of figured out what we we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, barely, barely figured it out. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of different ideas floating around, but none of them seemed to like stick. Yeah, I mean, nothing really solid. Yeah. So we decided to talk about mindset around food. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We're talking about mindset and food and how people, how people are with like their mindset around how food is and what food is for and what they eat and like dieting and dieting. things like that yep, yeah all that kind of stuff so uh before we get into that did you have anything you wanted to share uh I don't think I had shared that I am doing the competition oh did I, I think the last episode when I talked about it was I was thinking Think about that. doing mm-hmm. um a bikini competition and I decided a couple weeks ago <laughs> I kind of got talked into doing it from our gym owner and my trainer. And so I started prep for that a couple weeks ago and it has definitely been interesting. And so we will talk a little bit about that um, probably during the podcast as well. We should probably do an episode about it maybe. Yeah, we might do an episode about it, just how how it's been and how I'm feeling and all that kind of stuff. Cause it's definitely been a change um, in how I eat. Oh, we might talk about this today. Yeah. Yeah. And what I, how, what I eat, um, and how I'm feeling and all that kind of stuff. So, but it's been, it's been good. It's a challenge that is for sure. Um, but I'm actually really enjoying it. I'm enjoying the exercise and seeing how like week after week, my body is changing pretty somewhat drastically, not drastic, drastically, but like a decent amount. Seeing a change. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. You showed me pictures today of what you're gonna probably like the end product is gonna look like. And I'm like, uh, (laughs) I'm not ready for this. (laughs) It'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. What do you have to share? Um, you know, I wanted to give a shout out to a farm that I support. Um, I order a lot of dairy products. Um, from an like an Amish farm over on the east coast um it's uh Miller's organic farm uh, I think it's Amos Miller um but they're uh they support a lot of the wellness community especially those that do the GAPS diet because they provide um GAPS compliant foods including um chicken that hasn't been processed with chemicals I don't know if you're aware um, that our meats, especially chicken, are like rinsed with chemicals and stuff and um, required by the USDA to do so. 
and this farm doesn't do that. Um, and it helps a lot of families with kids that have food sensitivities um, to chemicals, especially like chemicals that have corn byproducts and stuff. Um, so to have a truly corn-free chicken. And they're kind of under attack by the USDA right now. They've been slapped with a $250,000 fine. Um, they're looking at having to dump a bunch of meat if it doesn't get bought within, I think, like the next 30 days or something. So I really just want to put it out there. If you can support them, um, you can order their foods online. Everything I've gotten from them is I get their cream from them to make ice cream. I've started making ice cream lately and it's the like richest cream. It is insane and everything's raw, such high quality. Um, and you know, they're really <laughs> looking at, I mean, this might put them out of business if, if they don't get a lot of support. I think they have a GoFundMe for what's going on right now too. Um, so you can look into that, but the website is Amos, so A-M-O-S, Amos Miller Organic Farm.com. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad when you see companies that are just trying to do, you know, their best and their small businesses and they're helping a specific group of people, really. And really you know? trying to maintain some of these, um, you know, old what do you want to call it? Like keeping a natural way yeah. of, of doing things. The, the traditional traditional way. way. And aren't um they're Amish, right? Yeah. Did you say that? I can't remember if you said it at the beginning. Or yeah, not, yeah, yeah, they're Amish. Um, so yeah, really upholding that traditional way of processing meats and, and food and stuff. Right. Um, and these small guys are just really getting um pushed out by big farm, big AG. Yeah. So um I don't know. If you can support them, please do. Yeah. Amos Miller Organic Farm.com. Yeah. Go check them out. All right. So we'll get into uh, our topic about mindset and food. And I think we were talking, we, we got on this topic because we were talking to Kellen, my husband, mm. kind of just upstairs um, around different things and how people, you know, we were talking about sugar and we were talking about carbs and we were talking about all these different things. And I think it just, well, we talked a little bit, the conversation was a little bit around treats and it was uh, treats for kids. And then how that kind of dovetails into adults feeling like when they have to diet, right. they're missing out on the treats mm -hmm. and they don't get to have those foods that they like. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like a punishment. Yeah. And so then they can't stick to their diet, you know? Right. Um, and so it's, it's shifting. I, I don't know, for me, I've gone down this path where I've gotten to this mindset for myself, where those foods that aren't good for me, just don't even register as food anymore. I have zero desire for those, you know, foods, but I have versions of some foods that are just real food ingredients, right? You know, you can find potato chips down the store that are made with real food ingredients. Absolutely. It's still not something you probably want to eat every single day because it's highly processed, but it's, it's you know, got literally two ingredients to it. Right. And so finding some of those alternatives that are made with real food ingredients, you can still have those foods. Right. Um, and they're actually good for you. Yeah. You know? And I think, you know, you touched on a key point where it's like a punishment, right? Mm -hmm. People 
when they either go on a diet when you know neither of us like that word Mm -mm. diet used as far as losing weight or something yeah um but when people go on a diet they feel like it's a punishment right Mm -hmm. or they feel like not getting those treats Mm -hmm. which is typically either something that's like a potato chip type thing in a bag or a sugar ice cream ice cream candy yeah you know those kinds of things that we would typically look at as treats it's like a punishment that they don't get to have it right yeah so then you actually end up wanting it more or you go really really strict and you're actually um you know you don't give yourself enough to eat a lot of times and then you end up overindulging on your cheat meal um, and I hate the term cheat meal too. And the reason, a large part of the reason I don't like the, the phrase cheat meal is what are you cheating from? If you're eating a diet that you love, why would you cheat from it? You shouldn't need to cheat. You're, you're cheating yourself at that stage. Right. Um, if you're eating uh, foods that you actually love and enjoy, which is what I do, you don't need to cheat from it. You don't want to. So if you can create that sort of a framework of how you eat, you know, the cheat meal doesn't even make sense. Like, why would, why would I, why would I go and eat something that doesn't even sound appealing because everybody else has told you that that's like your, what, what you're missing out on. And I think that gets to, and we could go pretty deep on this topic, but you know, now for you, that kind of stuff doesn't sound good. Right. Right. And I'm the same way. That stuff doesn't sound good to me anymore. Like I would never think to grab a candy bar and eat a candy bar. Did I used to eat that stuff though? Absolutely. Absolutely. I used to eat like two Snickers bars a day in high school. Oh yeah. Mm, Snickers was, I loved Snickers ice cream bars. Oh, so good. Those were really good. (laughs) Not going to lie. So it's like now our bodies have changed and really it comes down to your gut microbiome, right? Mm -hmm. Your gut microbiome um, is like going to tell you what you want to eat. Yeah. Right. And if you're filling your body with sugar and really highly processed foods full of seed oils and things, your body, the the bad microbiome is going to keep saying, feed me this, feed me this, feed me this. Mm -hmm. But once you are able to get that out of your body, get rid of those bad microbiome, you focus on the good microbiome that are in there. They're going to crave the healthy foods. Mm -hmm. Then you won't want that treat anymore or that cheat meal anymore. Well, and the key to that, the like underlying thing there is realizing that these food companies, they're not, the food companies, the big, big food industry, they're not trying to make us healthier. They're not trying to feed us. They're trying to sell a product. Absolutely. So they create these products that are addictive. And that's at the core of it. So if you can cut these foods out, you might have to, to really have that willpower for a period of time. But I feel like if you can get through that hump, you end up not wanting those foods anymore. You break that addictive cycle of, you know, you cut, you break that addiction. Right. Well, and that's like sugar addiction. You know, mm-hmm. we talk, and I feel I've talked about it in the past and I, I, maybe people don't know about it. I'm sure there's a huge percentage of the population that doesn't understand that sugar is more addictive than some hard drugs, Mm -hmm. right? They have scans of the brain on cocaine and a scan of the brain on sugar. Mm -hmm. And the areas that are firing in the brain are the same areas, Mm -hmm. cocaine and sugar, refined sugar, right? Yeah. Processed sugar. Yep. And so it truly is an addictive. Your body is addictive. Your brain is addicted. Your gut microbiome is addicted to this thing. And so having that willpower, like Jessica said, to be able to at least cut it out for 30 days, 60 days is even better. Mm-hmm. Your gut, your gut's going to heal and it's not going to crave those things anymore. Exactly. And that's where the cheat meals come into place. Like if you mm-hmm. continue to have a cheat meal where you're having your cheat 
your treat or that's full of sugar, you're never mm-hmm. going to give your body that chance to heal and get rid of those mm-hmm. bad bio and get your brain on track um, to not want those anymore. The other side of this too, or not the other side, but another aspect of it is blood sugar regulation. So if you're eating a lot of sweets, you'll get a spike in blood sugar, but then you have a big drop afterwards and then you go, I need more sugar. And so you do this like roller coaster of blood sugar levels where you're going up and down and now you're looking at type two diabetes, you know? Um, But that's really what's happening there is you get this crash and all of a sudden you're like, I need to refuel this, this blood sugar. I need, I need that sugar again. Um, So you can bring yourself back up and it's it's so terrible. And if you can, um, you know, start getting more protein and fats, that'll actually level out that blood sugar. Um, and be more sustained um, throughout the day and not have those dips and peaks, right? you know? So when we talk about mindset around food, what we're kind of talking about is how people view food, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like, and I was this person, it's like, I want something that's going to taste good in my mouth, Yeah. right? And I feel like that's probably the majority of people, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd say that's the majority of the population and we all want our food to taste good, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about the mouthfeel. So my husband calls it the mouthfeel, right? Which is so funny. <laughs> it's kind of cre- kind of creepy. I'm not right? going to lie. <laughs> How it feels in your mouth when you're eating, you know, it's like, but if you can get off, if you can really get that mindset going of like you eat because you're fueling your body, mm-hmm. food is fuel, right? And if you put bad fuel into a car, like we've had this happen with our diesel truck. If you get a, and that happens often, you get a bad batch of diesel, your car runs like shit. Your diesel mm-hmm. truck runs like shit you know, and you have your engine gets gunked up and all this kind of stuff because you had bad fuel in your car or shit, throw some water in your fuel tank. How's that going to go? You know, if you literally put the wrong thing in there, it's not going to, it's, you're going to fuck it up. Exactly. And our bodies are the same way. You know, if we are able to really give our mindset like a a switch and say, okay, I'm fueling my body. What is going to fuel my muscles Mm -hmm. and my brain? Okay. What is my brain made of? Oh, it's made of mostly fat. So I probably need a good amount of healthy fats to fuel my brain, changing your mindset to really think about what is going to actually fuel your body versus what tastes the best. And, you know, your body's craving that's addicting, you know, is, is going to help you. Well, basically it's shifting, like, what is the purpose of eating? I think a lot of us kind of what you're saying is you, you just eat because you're supposed to eat, you know, it's like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm supposed to eat. And it's not with the thought process of, there's a purpose for me eating there. There really is a core purpose of it. And that is that we are, like you said, fueling our bodies. We are actually coding our DNA with what we're eating. Like we are giving our, our bodies, the, the building blocks that it needs to function. Um, and so food serves a purpose. It's not, it's not to satisfy your hunger signals. You know, your body uses hunger signals to tell you, I need nutrients it's not to say, you know, you just need to eat, you know, it, there's a reason for it. And that's why you have a lot of times specific cravings. It could be simply like a food addiction. Like, you know, if you're addicted to sugar, your body's gonna say, I need more sugar. But sometimes that actually is saying I, your body's way of saying I need fat, but we've been told fat's bad for you. Um, a lot of times chocolate cravings is saying that you need magnesium. And so as you get to know your body, you'll learn that like, oh, it's telling me I need something. Um, If you're, you know, super emotional and whatnot, or having hormonal issues, like you probably need more protein and some fat, you know, 
so these are ways that your body's communicating to you and to, to shift to like food is serving a purpose for me. And, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a mindset of, um, all food is good. Like you need to eat, but there's definitely, you want to give your body like the building blocks that it needs, the fuel that it needs. And the more we were talking too about, um, I, I personally believe if you're eating the right foods, there's no limit to how much you can eat. So that like calorie restriction, macro counting, things like that. I throw that stuff out the window. I, I think it's, <laughs> I, I really don't like that. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it. I, I feel, <clears throat> well, here's, I think what maybe another way of saying what Jessica is saying is when you're eating the right foods, your body's not going to want to eat endless amounts of it, right? If right. you're eating protein and healthy fats, your body, it'll go, Oh, I got everything I yeah, needed. It'll say, Oh, I'm good. I got everything I needed. And then you won't be hungry for a, usually a decent amount of time. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> that's what Kellen was saying. You know, he might, he could sit and eat four steaks and maybe he shouldn't. I go, well, if you can do it and then how long is it until you're hungry again, right. you know, and it will be a long time because you've given your body like a bunch of nutrients right there. Right. And it's going to be satisfied for a long time. So yeah, you sat and ate four steaks, but you won't need another meal till tomorrow. Right. Exactly. Whereas if you're eating, if you go to not to knock Italian restaurants, but if you're going to an, which is what used to be my favorite food, <laughs> if you're going to an Italian restaurant and you're eating a big bowl of pasta, you know, you eat until, and you're so full, you're just so full, but then 30 minutes later, you're hungry again, mm -hmm. right? Because you're not fueling your body with the appropriate foods. But if you are fueling with the appropriate foods, your body is going to do a much better job regulating of how many calories it is taking in, you know, if it's the right foods. Yeah. If it's not the right foods, if it's a lot of processed foods, um, it's a lot of sugar laden foods, a lot of seed oil laden foods. It's, it's going to not react nearly as well. Well, so. and the other, I mean, another one is salads. You know, I feel like there's this mindset of eating healthy involves eating a bunch of salad and you'll eat a salad. You'll feel full for five minutes. Yeah. And we've talked about how now that we've kind of moved more carnivore, our guts hurt when we eat things like salad, right? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is you eat a salad, it fills up your stomach, but you don't get hardly any nutrients out of it. It's so hard for your body to break that down and get nutrients from it. It's largely just a bunch of fiber that you're taking in and water. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're not getting the nutrients you need. And so next thing you know, you're starving again. Yeah. Um, instead of you could just eat, you know, a hearty steak or something, it's going to satisfy you for a lot longer. Right. Um, so and you're naturally going to eat less calories and that's at the end of the day, yep. you know, absolutely. So yeah, if you're eating the right foods, you don't need to be obsessing over your caloric intake and your macros and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, you just listen to your body and eat when you're hungry and stop eating when you're full, you know? Absolutely. And you know, if you're eating the right foods, crave for me, cravings went away. Mm -hmm. And I think I've talked about this before where when I was eating more, you know, I'm obviously doing prep for this show, I'm eating a little bit different, but when I was just eating animal-based, my cravings went away and I've had friends ask, you know, what do you do? You know, I'm, I've cut out all these foods. What do you do about cravings? I was like, if you're eating enough protein and enough healthy fats, your body is likely to not have cravings. I never do really. Yeah. Other than I love a glass of milk. So every once in a while, <laughs> I just want a glass of milk. Yeah. But I literally like had, didn't have any sugar cravings or anything like that. And if I did, if I was like, 
oh, I want a treat. It's just a piece of dark chocolate, right? And which is good. If you find a good quality dark chocolate, that's a treat to me. So I think, you know, you're, you're going to get rid of those cravings. And I always tell people, if you're having cravings a lot, you're probably not eating enough protein. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it gets back to that. People think salad is so great and it fills you up, but it it doesn't, you know, it leaves you your body nutrient deficient, really lettuce doesn't Mm -hmm. have a lot of nutrients in it. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and yeah, again, the treats, like you mentioned, if you just have that piece of chocolate, that's not so bad for you you know if you get a good quality piece of chocolate and you're just having you really don't even want a lot of it oh no just like one square that's all I ever want one or two squares Mm -hmm. yeah um and you know you just like I said earlier you find alternatives to things like that too you create your own I make my own treats that are sweetened with honey um and I really only make them for special occasions I've started making ice cream hey I say ice cream's healthy for you you know like (laughs) I actually do. I think the ice cream I'm making is from raw cream. It's super nutrient dense and I'm sweetening it with honey, which is great for helping breaking down the cream and digestion. It's got a lot of enzymes in it. And then, um, you know, we're adding like cocoa powder to make it chocolate, you know? Um, so there are ways to create your favorite treats or find there's, you know, places out there that'll have a better version of your favorite, you know, maybe not a Snickers candy bar, but (laughs) yeah. And you know, I'm not, I'm, I have never found a cauliflower crust that tasted good. So I just, I'm not advocating for that at all. Um, but you know, maybe you don't, you just have pizza on occasion or you make, you have your sourdough that you do. So you make a a sourdough pizza crust, you know, um, but it's just changing that mindset to where you're not depriving yourself by not having those treats you're fueling your body with the right foods and then you're finding good alternatives to those treats like a dark chocolate or like Jessica makes her homemade ice cream, like those sorts of things. You know, there mm-hmm. are still ways that if you're really able to have that willpower in your, that brain power to shift how you look at that food. And if you look at that candy bar or you look at that bag of chips and you read that ingredient label and you're like, is that fuel for my body? Uh, really no I can't even read half of the ingredients on that list Mm -hmm. what am I putting into my body what is my blood absorbing what are my organs you know living off of right and I can't even pronounce the word yeah right so yep so so what's our call to action for people well you know I think we talked earlier about how it can be very valuable to do like a food journal yep and I, I do think I think it's really great that's a great way to learn um sort of those communication signals that you're getting from your body and understanding how your body's responding to certain foods. Um, and really, so it's not just tracking what you're eating. And like I said earlier, I'm not a big on calories and macros. It's more of what did you eat and how'd you feel afterwards? Absolutely. You know, and, and that's, you know, how do you feel digestive wise? How do you feel energy wise? How's your mood, all those things. And you can start making connections of how food impacts how you feel. And that's more valuable information than macros and calories. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, yeah, keeping a food journal and just writing down, like, here's what I had for breakfast and here's how I felt right after. Here's how I felt 30 minutes after, you know, that kind of thing. Because sometimes it'll be like, oh, I felt, I felt fine. And then it's like 30 minutes or an hour later, you're like, man, I'm really tired or something, Mm -hmm. you know, like, man, I got really tired like an hour after I ate. Well, what did I eat? you know, and it's like really tracking. And after you look for like a week or two, you can kind of find the correlation between the different things that you're consistently eating. And if they're making you feel great and energized, or if they're kind of giving you, you know, making you 
either irritable or you're having indigestion or gas or bloating or um, heartburn, you know, all those different things are signs that something in there that you're taking in isn't agreeing with your stomach and maybe should be something that you can cut out, you know, and, and you don't have to cut out everything. I know a lot of people do elimination type diets, but I mean, you can start as basic as one thing. Oh yeah. Okay, one thing at a time. Okay. You cut that out. Okay. I feel a little bit better. Oh, I'm still kind of not feeling good. Cut the next thing out, you know, and we always, I always recommend starting with like sugar yep. and seed so- oils, soy and seed oils. People always ask me what are seed oils. So seed oils are anything like sunflower oil, which is not going to lie. It is in damn near everything mm-hmm. that's packaged. It's real hard. Companies are getting better at using avocado oil and coconut oil now for some things, but sunflower oils in so many things. And I think, I think it's because <laughs> it's been perceived as being a healthy alternative option, but it right. really isn't. Same with canola oil. Yep. Canola oil, soybean oil, sunflower oil, vegetable, vegetable oil. oil. Those are big no-nos. I always say stick with olive oil, avocado oil, and coconut oil if you want to use an oil. Yeah, and then there's then there's your animal fats, yeah, but... ghee and grass-fed butter and those kinds of things. But if yeah. you're looking for an oil, just stick with avocado, coconut, and olive oil. Those right, those are your best bets for sure. The other thing I was going to say too is um, as sort of a call to action is like pick out that one food that you are ready to let go of and stick to it for like 60 days. Find the alternative option maybe if you need to. But, you know, one of the first things I got rid of was soda in my life and it was a game changer and it sort of uh, was the, like I said, it was like the very first thing I really made that association of how it was affecting my body. Um, And so, yeah, find a food and that you are, you know, journal, figure out maybe one thing that is really causing an issue for you and then figure out how to take it out and maybe find an alternative if you really need to. Or, you know, I, like you're talking about too, looking at those ingredients lists, um, that's a, I think a great first step in kind of changing how you eat is really paying attention to what's actually in the food that you're getting. Oh, for sure. And I always say, if it, you can't pronounce it, you probably shouldn't eat it. Or if it looks like a you know, a manufactured ingredient, <clears throat> you probably shouldn't eat it. And tr- if you need packaged foods, I know sometimes it's really hard to get away from that. If you, you know, had a lot of packaged foods in your life, mm-hmm. um, but slowly dwindling them down and looking for ones that have five ingredients or less, their whole food ingredients that you know what they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another, any other things you had? No, I think that's it. I think food journaling is a huge thing and it will take a little bit of time to get into the habit of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always tell people to set a reminder on your phone, um, like right around the times that you typically eat during the day, just set an alarm on your phone to go off during those times as a reminder to write in your food journal mm-hmm. until it becomes a habit. Or, or carry around a journal maybe yeah. or something like that. Um, the other option you have too, um, it, it might not be, it can be kind of expensive for some, but if you really want to invest in your health is having that coach um, someone that can help you with accountability or be playing detective and what's going on with your body. But a lot of it is just, they'll help you shift that mindset and they'll help you remain accountable or, you know, it, a lot, uh, they'll have you do the food journaling. And so it will help you kind of really start paying attention to what you're eating and how it's affecting you. And they'll help kind of break that down. Yeah. Um, I think health, health coaches are awesome because they really do help with that accountability, you know, and there's somebody that, if you're having a hard time, you can send them a message or talk to them, you know, and really 
I don't know about you, but I don't like letting other people down when they're counting on me. Well, that's the thing. It's funny. It's kind of a sad thing, but we are more likely to let ourselves down than other people a lot of times. Yeah. So if you have someone that you're having to like face that, you feel like you're being facing judgment, you're really not. They're not going to judge you, but you kind of don't want to let that person down um, and to really put it on paper. I mean, ultimately you're letting yourself down, but having that other person see it, you, it really brings it to light. And so you do kind of want to continue on a good path when you have someone else, you know, um, holding you accountable. Absolutely. You know, I agree. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think those are, yeah. I think those are it. The big thing is like just trying to really focus on that mindset, you know, mm -hmm. and Oh, the one, oh, that was the other thing I was going to say. If you have to like write it somewhere. So I used to write like my five core values mm. and I stuck them on a mirror in our bathroom. So I saw them every day. So if there's something that you think will help you change that mindset, have that shift to like food is fuel, you know, some words that are encouragement, you can even look it up. There's a lot of quotes out there around health and food and that kind of thing. If there's something that resonates you, that's going to be that trigger in your mind to help you make that mindset shift to looking at food as actual fuel for your body. Um, I highly recommend you find something to either write down or print out and put it where you would see it often, like a bathroom mirror. So. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. All right, cool. I think that's all we got. Yeah. All right. We appreciate y'all listening. Um, as always, if you can leave like a nice five-star review or rating on iTunes and Spotify and everywhere our uh, podcast is on all major listening platforms, um, you can find me over on Instagram at Tiffany.Hubner and my blog is a fitmomslifeblog.com. And we'll see if I can get this right this time. Um, I'm on Instagram as Real Food Revolutionary, and my website is realishrevolution.com. And we will see you back here next time. Bye. Bye.